We're here to inspire, inform, and connect entrepreneurs and high achievers. Welcome to Results Radio with the number one results coach in the country, Sean Shuchuk. Sean is as focused on your results as you are. Visit our website at www.yourresultsradio.com and take advantage of the free tips and gifts. Plus, get your copy of the best-selling results journal developed by the number one results coach in the country. With you in mind, it is the most powerful achievement tool used by high achievers today. Here is the host of Results Radio, Sean Shuchuk. Everybody, it's Sean Chuchak. Welcome to Results Radio. Listen, as you know from every one of our shows, we talk about incredible topics. We bring you the very best in the world in whatever it is they do to help you grow your business life, career, and relationships. If you've not yet been to our website, yourresultsradio.com, go there. Go there right now. Get yourself a copy of the Results Journal. It was designed with you in mind so you can accomplish more and achieve more in less time. I have a question for you. What do you think it takes to really become successful? And I realize that's a very, very broad question, but I want you to just for a moment think about it. So many people come to me and say, well, Sean, it takes hard work. Uh, It takes more time investment. It takes more business skill or acumen. I need more education. I need more certifications. And I'm not for a moment advocating you should practice the law or, 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 you know, be a physician without a license. What I'm saying to you though is, Right now, you have a lifetime of experience, knowledge, skill, education. If you took that and brought it to bear on whatever it is you wanted to do in life, would it make a difference, a positive difference? And the answer is yes. So we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about how having someone to work with in your life makes a difference. And as always, I work to bring you the very best, the very best guests we possibly can. Today with me is a really good friend of mine. He comes from somewhere in the middle of Saskatchewan. It's kind of a, I don't know, it's got a bunch of straight lines around the province. It's called Saskatchewan, and big, long, funny-looking word. Uh, I think he lives now in a much nicer place. He may disagree with that. I'm not sure which, but uh, he lives on the west coast of uh, British Columbia, just up a little ways from California, probably one of the nicest cities. Incidentally, I was born there. Probably one of the nicest cities um, that you possibly can visit at almost any time of the year except when it decides to rain 364 days a year. The other side of this coin is this guy knows what it takes to grow a business. He knows what it takes to succeed and perhaps even fail from time to time. And he is going to share with you. He shares literally with thousands, hundreds of thousands of people a year. He speaks all over the world. He is an investor. He's a serial entrepreneur. This guy is an absolute rock star. And one more thing, he's joining me at Influence Live next month in San Diego. So make sure just another reason why you need to be there. And if you haven't yet registered, get to InfluenceLive.com. There aren't very many seats left in this event. You want to make sure you are there. Darren Jacklin, welcome to Results Radio. Thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Hey, Sean, I'm grateful to be here today and make a difference. I appreciate that, that fact very much. I have a question for you. You're Go a successful guy. You make things happen. Were you always that way? No, life has been a roller coaster to me. You know, I... Uh created my first little company when I was seven years old called Rent-A-Kid in Swift Current, Saskatchewan, Canada. Age nine, uh, hired my best friends. But uh, I was labeled with a learning disability and a reading disability going through school, public school. I also was in special education classes from grade one to grade 12. And I also failed grade one. And I've been up and down a few times in my life. I've been on welfare. I've been homeless. I've eaten out of a garbage dumpster. 
I know it's like to live on the streets, and I've also, uh, you know, achieved a lot of success financially in other areas of my life as well. But uh, I, I've been on the roller coaster of life. I've been up and down, and uh, you know, I've been suicidal. I've been depressed. I've had anxiety, uh, all that kind of stuff. And uh, I know how big a role personal professional development now plays in my life because with those tools, I've changed my life in a lot of ways. Didn't happen overnight. You know, I've got uh, thousands of hours in under my belt doing this, but I'm grateful for uh, various different mentors and coaches and training programs out there and books to keep me going and moving forward. So I, I talked about, thank you for that, by the way, I talked about in your introduction a little bit about serial entrepreneur. And interestingly enough, and those, those of you in the Change Results community that know me and hear me on the show and have been to our events and have read the book, I, I, I describe myself as a serial entrepreneur as well. I've started running profit from 43 companies. There's two new ones starting up in January. will take me up to 45. Some people call me crazy, but that's okay. I have a question for you. Um, what did it take for you to not just withstand some of the challenges you encountered, but surpass them to overcome them? You know, um, I was on a, on a training call or a coaching call this morning, and one of the things we're talking about is when you're faced. It's not the idea that you're going to be faced with challenges or roadblocks. That's inevitable. It's what you do and how you deal with those situations. How did you surpass, overcome that to become the success that you are today? Great question. You know, I've learned from experience that we're either coming from a problem or in a problem or heading towards a problem. It's part of the life experience. What I've done is, you know, originally I used to get depressed. When I used to get rejected, I used to take on damage and feel it. And like I wouldn't make a phone call, wouldn't walk outside my home for like a few days. I was so scared and just frozen. Um, but what I've learned over the years now is my inner circle you know, who I hang out with, who I spend time with, and then daily disciplines. In the morning, I have a routine. I have a set routine. It's a step-by-step routine. And in the evenings now, I have a ritual. And these are non-negotiables because throughout the waking hours of my day, things can happen. There can be distractions. There can be challenges at times, peaks and valleys. But I control the morning, and I now control the evening with a routine in the morning and and the ritual at nighttime. And I spend at least two hours a day in my calendar at schedule in advance, on professional training development every single day. So whether it's watching a YouTube video, it's on a telephone conference call, it's with a mentor or coach, it's in a workshop, a webinar, it's reading. I'm doing something every day to enrich my mind, to level up, to skill up, to mentor up myself. And uh, because there's so much distraction out there today, and we can get lost in the doom and gloom and the negativity. So I got to control my environment every day and also control my mindset. So every day, I work on myself through daily actions of what I do as a daily discipline. Are you saying then that there, well, let me, let me, I guess, let me change that a little bit. Do you ever find yourself in a place where you're faced with some of those thoughts, feelings of negativity, depression, anxiety that you were in the past? For sure. But you know what? My rebound time now is much faster where I don't let it bother me. Cause I have like every morning I do a meditation. I do affirmations. I do a visualization. I do physical exercise, whether I'm walking, I'm hiking, I'm at the gym. I also read and I journal. And I, and I find that every morning I've got to do things with words for affirmations. I've got to physically move my body, and I've I got to do as much as I can to control my mindset or my mindset or my thoughts. And so, you know, throughout the day, there's challenges and problems going on all, all the time, benefits and drawbacks. But what I realize now is that, um, you know, I, I control my environment as much as I possibly can. And I always put myself into an inspiring environment. So I mitigate as much negativity as possible. So even when I travel, I want to be in an environment where it's an inspiring environment. If I'm in Vancouver, Canada, where I live, 
And I work a lot virtually or location independent from home base now versus having a corporate office. And what I do is a lot of times if I'll go down to a four or five star hotel, like a Fairmont hotel or a four season hotel, and I'll actually work virtually from the lobby. I'll be making phone calls on Skype, Zoom calls, emails, things like that, meeting with people face to face because it's a very affluent, very inspiring environment. Or I'll go to the you know, Vancouver International Airport and I'll actually sit there at the Fairmont in the airport and I'll actually make calls and do meetings there because it's an inspiring environment. So the key thing I've learned is to mitigate as much negativity and doom and gloom and, and come from an abundance and prosperity versus a lack and scarcity mindset because there's so much lack and scarcity out there and so much lack and scarcity thinking. We've got to get around the optimists, the people who think in abundance and prosperity. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I have a question for you. Has has positive people or have positive people, whether friends or family or, you know, whatever the case may be, have they played a role in this? Uh, question one and question two, um, you know, I talk a lot with the folks we have the privilege to work with, our community listening to this right now, about uh, attending events and putting yourself always, you kind of alluded to this a moment ago, but putting yourself into that very positive energy vibe, you know, attending events like, you know, going like the one we're talking about in, in San Diego in a few weeks, uh, you know, going to, uh, Tony Robbins is coming to, I know he was just in Vancouver a few weeks ago, he's coming to Calgary here in December, like putting yourself into that environment, does that have an impact on your results? Absolutely, for sure. You know, my immediate family have been some of my greatest critics in my life. They've been the dream stealers, the naysayers, the skeptics. You know, I believe there's a three-step process. In the beginning, people are going to call you crazy, nutbar, winget, stuff like that. You know, winghead, right? I, I don't know where the word winghead comes from, but they call you a winghead and, uh, or nutbar crazy. Step number two is over a period of time, then people call you lucky. I believe luck is preparation meeting opportunity. You've got to be prepared for success with a plan. And then step number three is after you become successful over a period of time, it could be you know, over a decade or tens of thousands of hours, then people call you a crook. And what I found like with Tony Robbins and various different people, you know, I've sold my furniture. I've been to pawn shops. I've taken on odd jobs, evenings and weekends to make some quick money, uh, to be in service, to be able to go out to pay for these things. You know, when I first started, I remember when I was in my uh, early 20s, I couldn't afford to go see Jim Rohn and Brian Tracy back in the early 1990s, Sean. And so what I did is I actually went and I sold my furniture and I got a bunch of milk crates I lived off of because to me, the furniture was just a depreciation liability. Whereas I wanted to feed my mind because if I'm always feeding my mind and getting around an environment where I can level up and skill up, I can always look for opportunities and doors of possibilities can get opened. And so, you know, I, I invest a minimum of $10,000 a year minimum as a financial budget just for training development programs, whether it's in a mastermind, it's a coach, it's a mentor, it's live workshops, seminars, uh, conferences. I'm, I, I'm always going to level up myself. And, and the key thing is not only for the information to stay current with the training development and defeating my mind, but also to enriching and growing my network of like-minded people, getting around decision makers, because when you're around these people and there's a collective intelligence and you're collaborating, that's when deals get done. That's when doors of opportunities get open because, you know, we're, we're taught to school. It's all about your academic education, but in the real world, it's not what you know, it's who you know, it's who they know, it knows you. You know, I built a network of people in over 130 countries now on the planet. And so the key thing is, is that, it's all about access to resources and leveraging. So if I need access to somebody, I can go to a decision maker rather than an influencer and make things happen and get things done. 
And then identifying those networks of people. Like I've got some people in my, my network who are what we call titans. These are high-level people, high net worth, ultra-high net worth people that are my titans. Then I've got my connectors. Who are my connectors? So if you're out there at a Chamber of Commerce event or Rotary or Women in Business or a networking event or a trade show or seminar, and these people, their personality style, they're always wanting to connect you and matchmake you and introduce you to people, make sure you add those into a spreadsheet or into your network as your connectors. So we're in the people business at the end of the day, and it's key to constantly be trained, developing yourself and growing and expanding because never assume you're not being observed. People are always watching us. And when you're consistently on the court or on the field in action, because that's the game of life is being in the action, not being in the stands watching, then people will watch you because success, what I've learned in my life is success is not something you go out in the world to pursue. Success is something you attract into your life by the person that you become. So the key thing is to become an attractive, successful person over a period of time. I couldn't agree with you more on the, on the personal development and learning side. And I, too, spend um, an enormous amount of time, energy, effort, and money on growing myself. And I'm going to give you a challenge. Hopefully, you're open to that in a minute. But I want to ask you a question. You talked about For selling sure. all your furniture, all your personal possessions to attend and learn from some of the greats of our time. One of them is still with us. The other, unfortunately, is not Jim Rohn and Brian Tracy. Uh, Jim Rohn passed away in 2009, one of the, one of the really great, great phenomenal teachers and mentors of our time. But let me ask you a question. Was it worth it to sell all that stuff and invest it in you by going to learn from these incredible teachers? Absolutely, because I was investing in myself. And that's the greatest thing is to invest in myself because I know that if I invest in myself, it can pay incredible dividends short-term and long-term. Right, And so the key thing is most people, once they graduate from school or college, university, they stop investing in themselves. They, you know, the other day, I'll give you an example. I had a guy call me up, and uh, he's a mortgage broker here in Canada. And uh, he, just, he just got his license to become a mortgage broker, and he was at Costco with his wife shopping on a Saturday. And they bought a brand-new high-definition television for 699 bucks, and he was so excited. He's calling me on the way home because he couldn't wait to get home and unwrap it out of the box and get it hooked up and plugged in and start watching television. So I said to my buddy, I said, I said, John, I said, what does it cost you to watch television? And he goes, what do you mean? I said, I paid $6.99 for the TV. I paid about 150 bucks a month for my shock cable and my internet. He goes, it's not much. I said, no, no, no. I said, you are a licensed mortgage broker now. I said, you want to make at least six figures a year. I said, I bet you it's going to cost you a minimum of $40,000 a year to watch television. Not 150 bucks a month through the shock cable and the internet. Not $6.99 for buying it at Costco. Because while you're watching television, it's a distraction from you actually being on the phone and out there networking and connecting with people and booking appointments for your mortgage broker business. Three days later, he called me back. He said, Darren, you really ticked me off when you had that conversation with me. I wasn't looking for a lecture on the way home from Costco, but he said, you really disturbed me. I talked over my wife. I took the television set back after three days because I realized that it was a distraction for me because I was scared and I was fearful of actually getting rejected and phoning people for my mortgage broker business. And he said, Darren, you always said to me, invest in yourself. Is I can take that 699 bucks and hire a coach or a mentor or go to a workshop or seminar and start to get trained and developed and meet some people. So we've got to choose wisely. We've only got 24 hours a day and we've got a short span of life here on the planet. We've got to look at getting around the right people and getting the right information in our minds so we can grow and develop and expand ourselves. 
I couldn't agree with you more, and I'll share a story with that. I had a conversation and meeting uh, just prior to the weekend with a mortgage broker here in Canada. And for some of you, uh, Darren, I'm not sure if you know this or not, but some of you are, are definitely our audience and our, on our, our tribe that's listening right now, the Change Results family, know this. Um, I run a company as well called Results Press, where we publish books in this space, you know, uh, uh, business, personal development, personal growth, inspiration, et cetera, et cetera. And a gentleman that was at one of my events last year, uh, maybe earlier this year, I'm not sure. Anyways, uh, him and I were having a conversation. He's a mortgage broker. And he's made a decision to write a book because so many folks out there today that are licensed mortgage brokers are find themselves in a scenario like the one you just described, where they don't realize the fact that when they're sitting there uh, engrossed in something, watching other people make millions of dollars a year, they're actually costing themselves money. Not, and so it's a very interesting thing. Uh, you know, in my home, I have three televisions. And I don't think that they get turned on maybe once every couple of weeks when my son decides he wants to watch something on a Sunday afternoon. It's really interesting what happens when you turn cable off. And so I agree. And plus the money you spend on this stuff that on an ongoing basis that really doesn't produce. We talk about investing, and you talk about investing yourself and how investing delivers an ROI or should. That's not an investment. That's just spending money or throwing it away. Uh, I have a question for you, my friend. And I do this with a lot of the guests, especially high-level guests like you that I have the, the privilege to chat with on Results Radio. Are you open to a challenge? You uh, had a moment ago said something to me about the money you invest in yourself on mm-hmm. an ongoing basis to develop it. I do the same thing. Um, however, I do invest a little bit more than you. Would you be open to a challenge? Absolutely. Perfect. So I did this with another friend of mine, and I'll ask you the same thing. Would you be open? I spend considerably more money on investing in me in an, in an annual year, whether it's going to events, whether it's hiring coaches. Um, I actually brought somebody in uh, uh, here from, from North America into and spent the entire day. I flew him into Calgary. Uh, this is back in June. Um, spent the entire day with our team here in our office. Literally, we closed the office. Uh, phones went to voicemail. The front door was locked. We brought lunch in. And this individual, individual spent the entire day with us, helping our team, not just Sean, but our entire team become better uh, at serving and supporting those people we have the privilege to, to work with. So I'll, I'll challenge you to double the amount of money that you are investing in yourself on an annual basis, because I will share this with you. Um, between myself and our team, and majority me, but our team certainly a, a significant amount as well, um, I invest about $150,000 a year in improving how and who we are, how we deliver, how we add value, how we serve and support those people. And as well, uh, it benefits us personally, myself, our team as well. So if you're open to the challenge, I'll challenge you to double what your investment is because I'll tell you what, it will make a tremendously huge difference for you. Absolutely. Totally open. I've invested over a million dollars so far in my own money, but I'm totally open to double it here going into the new year for sure. Good for you. I like that. Friends, I want to share something with you. Do you want to hear something interesting? Somebody who's focused on growth. There are a lot of people who take offense to what I said. Darren said, you know what, I'm open to it. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Because at the end of the day, you, those of us that know, and some of you listening right now are sitting there going, really? An extra 10000 Sean, you spend one hundred fifty k. Let me tell you something. The best investment I ever made was that first decision to hire Bob Proctor as my coach. You guys know this. I have invested a ton of money, literally millions of dollars. And I don't say that to brag. I, I say this. I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't make those investments. 
When you stop learning, you stop earning. Think about that. Uh, we're to take a break. Uh, we're to take about 60 seconds. Stay with us. Hang out. Uh, listen to what some of the folks that allow us to bring these shows to you on a regular basis have to say. Stick with us back in 60 seconds. November 10th, 11th, and 12th, 2017 is going to change the way you see entrepreneurship, business, and wealth forever. Three days, world-renowned celebrity speakers and teachers. The best minds in the world. Mark it on your calendar. Here's a hint. It's all happening in sunny San Diego, California. Keep listening for more major surprises. What would being a best-selling author do for you and your business? Massive credibility. Your brand launchpad. Celebrity. Over two-thirds of Americans want to write a book. Get yours published now and distribute it around the world. More exposure means more prospects. More prospects means more clients. Even better, you don't have to do it all alone. You've got the leading publishing and marketing team doing it with you. At Results Press, it's easier than you dreamed. Visit us today at theresultspress.com. This is Results Radio. I am your host, Sean Chuchuk. We are today live with Darren Jacqueline. Darren, welcome back. Thank you again for being with us. I have a question for you. Has coaching played into, or how has coaching played into your results? The fact that you've achieved levels of success that most people only dream of today, even though we hear things like, you know, the dream, the American dream, et cetera, et cetera, a vast majority of people will never, ever hit what might be considered the dream. How did you, and did coaching play a role? Absolutely. You know, uh, I was self-taught for many years of my life back in the early 1990s when I started into business, and I made a lot of mistakes, a lot of failures and a lot of adversity and challenges and setbacks. I've been rejected over 100,000 times over the last uh, 25 plus years. Coaching's played a major role. You know, I started back in Dale Carnegie and Toastmasters International. I had mentors and coaches with me there. And as I started to grow and develop myself and level up and skill up, I started to attract different levels of coaches and mentors into my life. And, you know, I've invested over a million dollars now in the last 25 years in my own training development uh, with various different coaches and mentors and courses and programs, uh, you know, nationally, internationally, and globally. And today I have coaches that are with me. I have accountability partners. I have a personal fitness coach that works with me. He's not cheap. You know, he's almost 60000 bucks a year, 56000 bucks a year. I pay him. I have a nutritionist. Um, you know, we're interviewing now a personal chef to work with us because I want to eat more of a balanced, uh, you know, nutritional lifestyle. So she's a coach as well with all her education, what we're doing. And then I have business coaches and financial coaches. I was actually, uh, used to be mentored and coached by a billionaire. He actually passed away here in the last couple of years, but he was on the Forbes 400 list. And I met him over a decade ago at an event and we got talking and I actually gave him a ride back to the airport. And, uh, it was really kind of interesting. So to me, coaching plays a major role. Number one for accountability. So you've got specific, measurable, and actionable plans and goals and targets and dreams, but also to keep expanding you rather than contracting. Because we live in a society today with media and people, they want us to contract versus expand. And I'm all about prosperity and abundance versus lack and scarcity. And so coach, a coach is like a tour guide. He or she has been there before. You know, you look at professional athletes, and I was just with uh, last week some good friends of mine that played in the National Football League. They're uh, you know, athletes that play there. These guys are making serious money every year. They're, you're in their seven and eight figures a year, U.S. dollars. They're in the best-in-class leagues with some big teams in, in the National Football League in the United States, but they actually still go to practice every day. They still do all the push-ups and sit-ups and burpees and run up and down the bleachers in the stadium, and they get coached all the time, even though they're at the best of the best in, in the world in that sport. 
And so I'm a big believer myself in coaching, training, development all the time and always expanding myself. And I think till the day I die, I'll have coach and mentors in various different areas of my life. We actually, my, my partner, I, Tatiana and I, we actually have a relationship coach on a retainer. We pay a financial retainer every month to her. She's in Mexico City. We do it through Skype twice a month. Uh, and we actually pay her every month. She's got a PhD and she relationship coaches us to keep our relationship because my, my life is, uh, you know, I'm traveling all the time and, and I don't have a lot of life balance or I'm not home every night. So we bring in a third party person to work with us. I have a financial coach, you know, cause I'm right now scaling to build a hundred million dollar net worth between now and September of 2027. And then I exit on September the 1st of 2027 to go full-time philanthropy to give 99% of my wealth away to my foundation for global philanthropy. So I've attracted some major people in my life. Uh, one of the guys is worth over a half a billion U.S. dollars. He's one of my coaches. I've paid him a lot of money over the years. and just met with him last week in person. And uh, we're renewing a contract now for 2018 for me to now work with him so he can scale me and help me grow to the hundred-plus million-dollar level to be a hecto-millionaire. So um, I'm close to being a, 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 you know, a deca-millionaire, but now I'm on track to becoming a hecto-millionaire and then going to give 99% of that wealth away. So coaching... 100%, whatever it takes, all in, um, you know, it's a high priority to me, and it's a full commitment to put financial skin in the game to make that happen. Absolutely. If someone was looking to up-level their game, to really take it to the next level, whether it's to grow uh, where they are, their business from, say, wherever they are, to the six-figure or the seven-figure business or beyond that they want, is it imperative for them to have a coach, Darren? Absolutely, for sure. You betcha. You know, I've had a chance now over the last 20-plus uh, years to train develop over a million people in 46 countries on four continents. I personally trained over 157 Fortune 100 companies, and every one of these CEOs, uh, people that play in major corporations, uh, you know, all the millionaires, multimillionaires, and billionaires, everyone I've met, they all have coaches at all different levels. You know, I've worked now with 13 different billionaires where I've consulted and advised them for advice, and every one of those billionaires, some on the Forbes 400 list, and they're scattered all over the world. Every one of them has a coach or coaches in their areas. They have advisory boards. They have boards of directors of public and private companies. But they all have coaches on retainer, and they invest heavily financially with these coaches because they're getting professional advice. And so absolutely, you know, success leaves clues. And I've seen it so many times consistently over and over again in different countries, different cities, on different continents. Every person from different walks of humanity have coaches. I've seen it so many times. Um, you know, I've worked with some top lawyers, top accountants, top chief financial officers as well in business, a lot of celebrities, sports stars. Every one of them has coaches. You know, I've, I've, it's just amazing. I just was recently with uh, one of the wealthiest families in the world. They own six banks and they have access to, uh, they have about a half a trillion dollars, this family, and they have a team of advisors for their family office that are all coaches. So absolutely, coaching plays a major role in my life and other people's lives as well. We talk about money. We talk about millions and even more. And I have a question for you. Why is money important? Money is freedom. Money gives you more options. Money, money is a tool to be in service to serve vast more amounts of people. You know, I have a school right now in Uganda, East Africa. We feed almost 400 children a day. It costs about $8,000 Canadian a year to feed all those children in a third world country. But money creates opportunities. You know, that's why I'm building a foundation with $100 million because we allow ourselves to solve problems and opportunities. The word. We can create jobs and opportunities. We can solve problems. Uh, we can make a difference in the world. You know, it's one thing to um, you know, give somebody advice. Another thing is to write a check. And the key thing is, you know, like Children's Hospital, for example, buying medical equipment is so important and supporting your church. 
supporting different charities, different schools, uh, different organizations, nonprofits, startup business opportunities, eradicating different diseases, helping people become educated, helping different food banks. It all requires money. So, um, you know, I'm totally for making money. Am I motivated money? No, money's a byproduct. When you serve vast amounts of people, you know, 10 heirs hang out with 10 heirs, 100 heirs, 100 heirs hang out with 100 heirs, 1,000 heirs hang out with 1,000 heirs. Then you get up to the 100,000 heirs, quarter million heirs, half million heirs, million heirs, multi-millionaires, decamillionaires, then, you know, hect- hectobillionaires and 100, you know, billionaires. They all different play different levels. And money's just... What do, you say to, what do you say to people, Darren? Uh, this is really interesting because um, I hear this from time to time from people. Sean, you talk about money, but money's not important. What do you say to people? Well, money's like breathing, right? Money's not important. Well, the key thing is, is that what I get people to do is an exercise. I say, write down every problem or challenge you've got life in your life right now, perseverance. Write down every problem you, you like. You've got crooked teeth, right? You, you've got a, a, a challenging relationship. You, uh, you, know, you want a different home to live in. You want to travel more. You've got aging parents. You've got a sick uh, you know, granddaughter or something like that. All these different things that write them down on paper to document it. And I say, okay, circle every problem or challenge that you've got that you cannot write a check for. And someone says, well, you know, I've got this negative Uncle Bob the bricklayer. He's my negative relative. Well, we can hire Dr. Phil for that. Someone says, well, you know, I've got this medical illness. Great. We can do somebody to research the top medical doctor and take care of that privately. So money plays a major role in our society. And, and you know, I've seen this. I've traveled a lot to third world countries and, uh, you know, all over the African continent and in other second, third world countries. And I tell you, money builds clean drinking wells, it builds schools for education, it provides for medicine, it provides for creating hospitals. It, it, there's so much we can do with money. Uh, I'm looking at, um, you know, the next few years of creating an entrepreneurship academy where we actually create scholarships to start educating children in public and private schools throughout North America on entrepreneurship because entrepreneurship creates jobs. And if people understand, I was one of these kids that was, you know, labeled with a learning disability and a reading disability in school. But really, school was not my hierarchy of values. It wasn't important to me. I was very entrepreneurial. I was very hands-on. I was very experiential in my learning. And so, you know, I believe, like Jim Rohn always said, have two bikes, one to ride and one to rent. It's so true. And so I'm a big believer in financial. As a capitalist, absolutely, because money creates a big thing on the planet today. But the thing is, we've never been educated. You see, wealthy people or affluent people do completely different mindset and skill set than the poor people do. And that's a whole different conversation I go through, and I can show people step by step by step. But you see, wealthy people pay themselves first, right? And that's that's the key thing is they pay themselves first. And, you know, I always say I acquire assets for cash flow and use that cash flow to acquire more assets, whereas the majority of people go out and buy stuff or go to the dollar store. They're buying depreciation uh, of, of liabilities. Things you want to buy assets that generate more cash flow to create more freedom in your life. And so it's a different skill set. Now, I wasn't raised this way. I didn't learn this stuff. I had to make a lot of mistakes and fall down until a point where I was on welfare one day. I'm homeless, eating out of a garbage dumpster in Vernon, British Columbia, Canada. When I had a wake-up call, realizing I don't want to live my life anymore. I don't want to eat out of any more garbage dumpsters. And I had to make a change. And so I walked into the public library, and I started to self-educate myself over several weeks until I reset my mindset to go in a different direction. Do you think that most people today settle? For sure. Most people want to be comfortable. Most people want to conserve energy. Uh, most people want to do what's safe, what's comfortable, what's familiar, and what's easy. And, you know, convenience of television, convenience of entertainment. You know, I, I see thousands of people go to a sporting event or an enter- entertaining event, and they'll spend, you know, good money to buy money for a concert or a ticket 
to watch somebody on the ice or on a basketball court or football field, but yet they won't take that money and invest into themselves in a book or tape or a training development program. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, successful people have big libraries, unsuccessful people have big entertainment systems. And they'll spend money <laughs> on entertainment, but not libraries. I lo- was that Jim Rohn? You know, I don't remember. I've, I've known that for years. I don't know remember where, the source of where yeah, that came it, from. It used to be successful people have big libraries, and unsuccessful people have big TVs. <laughs> that was the original <laughs> quote, and I'm trying to think who it was. I think it was Jim Rohn. I, I love that. I really do. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, is there a risk involved in doing what we're talking about today? And if there is, why don't more people jump? You betcha there's a huge risk. And the risk is that you're going to get criticized. You're going to get haters. You're going to get people not liking you. You're going to get people that think you're crazy. So absolutely there's a risk. And then there's risk mitigation to it that realizing that, uh, you know, I'll give you an example. I've had a lot of haters in my life. A lot of people thought I was crazy and a nut bar and stuff like that. Now they call me and want to borrow money. Now they call me and want, want me to uh, hire them. Now they call me for a reference for, um, you know, for job interviews and career interviews. Now they call me to be a co-center on different loans and be joint venture partners for different projects they got on the go. So, you know, it's really quite interesting how the, how the table turns over a period of time. Uh, I had many people when I first started that, you know, I, I started in the corporate training world in the 1990s, you know, by making 400 cold calls a day. I was terrified. And how I got to making those cold calls, I went and got a job as a telemarketer for minimum wage working for a national magazine company. And, I, and our quota was 400 cold calls a day. And so I got disciplined over seven months to make those calls. And so absolutely there's a risk because when you're up there and you're doing something uh, away from the herd of the population of the masses, the sheeple, when you're doing that, you're going to be different. You're going to stand out differently. And so, you know, things go through three stages. First of all, you're ridiculed. Over, and then step number two is it's opposed, and then step number three is served as self-evident. And if you're a disruptor or if you – let's say, for example, you want to create a startup company and it's a disruptive technology or disrupt, disruptive company, you're going to create some people because you're going to rock the boat. But realize over time, like, like myself, I was scared uh, for many years of my life, terrified, sometimes even frozen, because I wanted people to like me, and I had low self-esteem, and I didn't always believe in myself. I had a lot of negative self-talk and mind chatter, and that's where a coach and professional development training and books and audio programs and live workshops came into play for me to really work on my mindset and that training development. But the thing is, the bigger, they say the bigger the levels, the bigger the devils. In the movie The Treasure Map that I was featured in, one of the gentlemen in the movie said, the bigger the levels, the bigger the devils. And it's so true because each level that you go to, you're always going to have support and challenge. You're always going to have uh, somebody hugging you and somebody slugging you, somebody kissing you and somebody kicking you. So you'll always have support and challenge, benefits and drawbacks. And, and the thing is, most people get elated and it's one-sided. So they focus on – I'll give you an example. I remember a few years ago when I, when I wanted to become a millionaire, and I hit millionaire status in my early 40s. And I remember uh, I always wanted to be a millionaire. I just want to be a millionaire. And I remember one of my mentors sat down with me one day and he said, what are the drawbacks to becoming a millionaire? And I'm like, drawbacks to becoming a millionaire? There's no drawbacks. He goes, well, I suggest you take a look. He says, do you have a computer? I said, yeah. He goes, do you have a firewall on your computer? And I said, yeah. He goes, why? I said, well, to mitigate risk and liability from a cyber attack. He goes, yeah. But he said, do you have asset protection? Do you have wills set up? Do you have insurances set up? Do you have estate planning set up? Do you have, um, you know, all this? And I thought, wow, I don't have this stuff. I do now over the last few, several years. But the thing was, there's benefits and drawbacks. So a lot of people, you know, when 
when they win the lottery or they, or they make a lot of money, the first thing they do is they go out and buy consumables and depreciation of liabilities. The key thing is, is how step number one is to make money, step number two is to save that money, and step number three is the hardest, which is to multiply that money. How do you multiply that money? And that's where mentors and coaches come in and train development comes in. Question for you. Why is influence important? And, and we're going to be, because we're running out of time here very quickly, but why is influence important to success, to results, to achievement? You know, I always say spend time with people you respect and admire, not people you're having influence on. And that way you're always leveling up in skills. Spend time with people you respect and admire, not people you always have an influence and influence is so important because it shows, it expands your dream. It shows you what's possible in this short, limited time that we have on the planet here. It, it, it shows you that what, what's possible in terms of influencing you. You know, when you get around people and they can stretch your imagination, stretch your creativity, stretch what's possible, right? I remember years ago when I was staying at the Days Inn Hotel and the Ramada Hotels and the Travel Lodges, and, you know, I was staying in these hotels, and I sat down with a gentleman one day, and he goes, why are you staying at these hotels? And I said, I have no idea. I've been doing it for years. He goes, well, let's take a look. And I realized that my parents had stayed in these hotels all my life. My grandparents stayed in these hotels. So the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And there's nothing right or wrong about it. It was just a habit that I learned from modeling my parents and the influence they had on me. And he said, why don't you stay at four and five-star hotels? Why don't you fly business class or first class on commercial airlines? And I'm like, I, I, I never imagined myself. My parents never flew business class or first class. None of my relatives ever flew business class or first class. And none of the people I hang out with ever flew business class or first class. So, so do you, do you fly first class hotels. I do. And here's the thing. I do it as a strategy. I, I now, when I fly most airlines over a couple-hour <laughs> flights, I'll fly first class or business class. And on average, if I fly four flights on business class or first class, I will network and meet with one key decision maker and do a deal with him or her. And that one deal will then monetize, turn into cash, and pay for the other three flights that I flew first class. So I actually do it as a strategy to actually leverage it, actually to monetize it. Because in economy class, you're not going to meet with a lot of decision makers. So will deal with middle management, but not the CEOs. Unless they're flying private, they're up in first class or business class on a commercial flight. Well, I, I respect you and admire you, which is why I want to hang out with you and which is why I invited and you very, very gratefully, uh, you accept my invitation to come to Influence Live next month in San Diego. Uh, but I want to share a quick story with you. Many, many years ago, I was a young guy. I was probably in my early 20s, and I was at a sales training event in Canada. The gentleman was from Dallas, Texas, that had come up to speak. And he stood at the front of the room. There's about 300 people in the room. And he said, you will never do business with someone you meet on a plane. Now, I'm the type of guy that when you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to show you. And I will prove to you that I can't. And I sat at that, in that room at that table, and I thought to myself, this guy does not know what he's talking about. Um, when I found myself in a place from a financial standpoint where I could fly first class, business class, et cetera, just like, just like you do, um, I made a point of doing exactly what you do. And to be very clear, I will do somewhere between half a million and a million dollars worth of business every year from those I meet on airplanes. Just, just as a complete side note. Mm-hmm. Um, you mm-hmm. talked about influencers a few minutes ago. Uh, you are, I think, joining me at Influence Live in San Diego. Um, I'd like for if you could just take 25 seconds and encapsulate why Influence Live is where folks that are listening right now need to be. You betcha. Well, Kevin Harrington from the uh, Shark Tank, which is a big hit TV show in the United States, he's one of the original uh, sharks on Shark Tank. He's going to be there, 
right? He's going to be influencing us, yourself, myself, and a bunch of other people that are best in class. And so success leaves clues. So not only do you have a world class of faculty of people, the key thing is we're compressing decades of time into a very short period of time over a weekend. So it would take you thousands of hours to learn and hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars to learn and expand yourself in terms of research, you can immerse yourself into a buffet of information over a span of two days. Plus also, because you're around that environment and you're getting trained and developed and leveled up and skilled up, you get a chance to be around like-minded men and women from all walks of humanity that will also be there. So when you leave and you embark on your journey after leaving the event in San Diego, you get a chance to network with like-minded people. You get a chance to follow up and make contact with so that as you embark out and you, you play at a higher level, now you've got people to go on that journey with you that you can network and collaborate with and joint venture with and do business deals with. And so the key thing is, you know, watch what the masses of the population do and go the other way. And here's the thing you got to look at. What's it cost you financially if you do not attend? You see, people say, well, how much does it cost for a ticket to go there? How much does it cost for my airfare, my flights, my hotels, my ground station to fly to San Diego? Maybe you're coming in from Singapore or from Chicago or New York or Toronto or somewhere else on the planet. What's it cost you if you don't go? You see, I, I look at my life. I, I've flown from, from Canada to London, England for a 15-minute meeting when I borrowed $1,900 for a friend of mine to put on his credit card for 30 days. I flew into New York City for a one-hour lunch meeting where I didn't have the money, but I borrowed it and I, from other people's money, and I paid it back within 30 days. So that's something you've got to look at is, is in life, there's no guarantee. Right? But the key thing is, if you want to go for it, you've got to step out of your comfort zone into your learning zone, and that's where the opportunity is. And so you don't know who's going to be in that room. You don't know if you're going to be going to the restroom or you're on a break or you're sitting beside somebody, and this event is the next person that you'll do a million-dollar deal with, that that person is going to have influence on you. They're going to coach. They're going to mentor you. You don't know. And I'll tell you right now, there's a lot of money going to be in that room, a lot of money. So if somebody's in business and they need to raise capital, they need to get a cash injection, they're looking to expand what they're doing, you've got to follow the money. And the key thing is there's going to be a lot of money in that room. There's going to be a lot of million-dollar, multi-million-dollar deals being done over that weekend and the weeks coming and the months coming. So if you want to get in on the action, follow the money, follow the opportunity, and go where the, things, go where the action is. Go where the people that are the, the champions are going to be. And the champions are going to be in that room. If you don't want to be a champion, great. But if you want to be a champion, and even, even if you're flat broken, you've got to park your car a few blocks away from the, where we're going to be, do that. If you've got a hitchhiker, take the subway or ride share, do that. Because the key thing is getting into that environment is the key thing. Because when you're in that environment, opportunity gets created and possibilities get created and your life will start to change. And, I, and I'm living proof. I'm a great case study of that over the years, a great case study of my life. I've been flat broke. I was once homeless, lived on welfare. And I used to go to events when I was homeless on welfare because I just wanted to learn. I just wanted to grow. I just wanted to expand my life and become somebody better. Thank you, Darren, for that so very much. Uh, very, very quickly, if people want to get in touch with you and find out more about you, where can they go? You know, the best way to go is online, DarrenJacklin.com. That's D-A-R-R-E-N-J-A-C-K-L-I-N.com, DarrenJacklin.com. Or you can just Google me, Darren Jacklin. I'm on YouTube. I'm all over the Internet. It would be great to connect with you on social media. And please check out my website, DarrenJacklin.com. Darren, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an honor and a pleasure, and you have shared some incredible, incredible 
nuggets of wisdom that I hope and pray that every, every single person listening today wraps their head, heart, and hand around and takes away and implements. One final thought from you. What is that one thing that when this show ends, people can take away and implement and see results from? You know, the key thing is when you wake up tomorrow, write down on paper the day that you want to have. The key thing is write down in the next 24 hours what are one or two or three actionable steps that you want to take action on. Even if you're scared, and just make some measurable progress in your life. And remember that so many people believe in you. Start making sure that you're one of them. Thank you, Darren, very much. This is Results Radio. I am your host, Sean Chuchak. Every time we come to you, we bring you the very best. The very best to help you grow, the very best to help you become more, and the very best to help you be the person it was always intended to become. Visit our website at yourresultsradio.com. Get yourself a copy of the Results Journal. Until next time, have a great day, everybody. We'll see you soon in San Diego for Influence Live. Thank you for joining us today on Results Radio. Every show, we bring you the very best guests that share with you their experiences and expertise. Do whatever you have to do to join us for our next show. And visit us today at yourresultsradio.com. While you're there, get your copy of the Results Journal. Journal.